Hello, hello, hello. This is Misty Magdalena Grace with the new and improved version of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, where we talk about spirituality, psychedelics, plant medicine, microdosing, and really that journey within to finding your best innate wisdom to your best health, your best wealth through all sorts of inner child healing, trauma release, grief recovery, uh, overcoming addictions, and working with the mind, the body, and spirit. So go ahead, leave a review, subscribe, download. We look forward to your feedback. Thanks for tuning in today. All right. Happy Friday. Happy September. This is my first show this whole month, and here we are. It's already September 8th, and I'm just so excited to be honoring now for the fourth year in a row, um, Suicide Awareness Month. And I'm so honored to be bringing on my guest here today. I have been on her show a couple times uh, sharing my story and my passion, um, just diving right in. Why do we focus on Suicide Awareness Month? It's, it's, it's ultimately uh, primarily because I've been through it um, 12 times. I've lost 12 friends. Uh, some of them were like blood family to me. And it was really, really hard on me for a really long time. And I was struggling with grief, um, which turned to addiction and my own wanting to die, my own wanting to not to be here. Hey, Alice, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Feel free to hit the share button. Um, sharing is caring. I always like to welcome um, and give a shout out to our live guests. So if you see value in the show today, which I believe you will, um, please hit the share button above. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on Elaine of Suicide Zen Forgiveness. I'm so excited to have you here today. I met Elaine through Instagram and uh, there was a really touching post that one of my friends, I want to give a shout out to my brother from another mother, Nathaniel Brown, who uh, I think he was on your show or something. Okay. And so I saw your your title of your, your company, your podcast. Um, and I was like, I need to know this lady. And so that was probably a year ago. I don't even remember the, the time is flying. Um, but Elaine is the founder of Suicide Zen Forgiveness, which she's going to tell us more about in a second. She's also a bionic speaker and host of her own show. So Elaine, thank you so much for being here this, you know, important month. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the fact that uh, you've brought me on because I think every time we get to talk about suicide uh, prevention, ideation, all of it, uh, we hopefully are reaching out to someone and maybe giving a little hope. Thank you. I, I'm I'm so I'm right there with you because I've I've had uh, I've even had guests who I had wanted to be on the show and then they actually committed suicide in the month of September. Um, and 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 so it's like it's always there for whatever reason um, mm -hmm. for me to to continue to be vocal. Some people might say, "Why are you talking about this depressing topic?" And uh, you and I both know that the more we talk about it, the more we break. The stigma. So I'd love for you to share your story and uh, more about suicides and forgiveness. Well, thank you so much. Uh, my story started a very, very long time ago, and it was actually brought home two weeks ago when uh, I was a returning uh, actually to my accident site and realized that it was over 50 years since my friend Andrea died. Mm -hmm. uh, she took her life uh, when we were 16. And while well, she was not yet 16, we had so such big plans for that year. So needless to say, I was 
absolutely devastated. I was torn asunder. It happened on New Year's Eve, and I found out New Year's night at an Alice Cooper concert. Not the best place to be, not the best frame of mind. And there were things back then that were made things a little more difficult. We were different religions. There are different, um, different issues. I was Catholic. Uh, suicide was or is uh, the greatest sin in the Catholic religion. And my friend was Jewish. Uh, being Jewish, she had to be buried before sundown that day, which meant none of what we go through in Christianity, none of the wake or the you know, the getting to grieve, we didn't get any of that. And that just, it was, it was another rock on this cairn of mm -hmm. me because it actually took and buried me in this morass of grief I couldn't understand and I didn't want to feel. More than anything, I didn't want to feel. Uh, it... I think what it brought home that I didn't even acknowledge until a couple of years ago is the fact that I had suicide ideation. Mm -hmm. And in Andrea's taking it was, I was laughing with what that meant and how that would be and what that would do to the people left behind. Mm -hmm. And it was four years later was on a highway at two in the morning. We're not going to go into this because it's long and involved, but right in front of Andrea's grave, I was crushed between three parts. Excuse me, Elaine, for some reason, all of a sudden, it kind of got muffled on your end. Yeah. Did you notice that? No. no. Okay, now it's better. Okay. Whatever you did, it's perfect. So, so. Oh, You cut out there. Okay. Let's pray to the the, the technology gods. <laughs> the, yeah, I'll just go back to that. I, um, so a scant four years later, in the middle of the night, in front of Andrea's grave, I was crushed between three cars. I was standing between two of the cars when another car came around the curve of the highway. I lost part of my leg. I was uh, six and a half months pregnant at the time. I had multiple uh, fractures. My legs were broken as well as the big hole. Uh, there was a, a lot of internal damage as well. And it meant for the next five years, I was in and out of hospital having surgeries and what plastic surgery and what have you. Why that's important to me is because it was 30 below Fahrenheit. And when I hit that road, my head should have smashed like a melon. But I, I believe to this day, Andrea put the hood up on the coat I was wearing, which was a giant wolf fur coat. And I know that's no longer politically correct, but it saved my life. I had a minor fracture in my skull, that was all. And over the decades since, Suicide and ideation 
there was a lot of suicide around me, like you. Uh, lost people found out that, in fact, my father's sister had basically taken her own life. Uh, she was in a very untenable situation, but it's not something that people talk about. It's not something that people will even acknowledge quite often. Mm-hmm. And, and more so when people are younger. It makes it very difficult for families to deal with. Mm. But through all that, I just basically put on the blinders, put in the drugs, put in the alcohol, whatever, so I wouldn't have to feel and wouldn't have to acknowledge the things that I did feel when I did. I started talking about this, my life, probably in 2013. And in 2018, I started a podcast Hmm. that I just called Keep Breathing. Uh, Hmm. It was the week that we lost Kate Spade. And shortly thereafter, I think three days, Anthony Bourdain. And I realized that Andrew was spurring me on because every time I came close, every time a surgery was just one too many and I just couldn't take it anymore, Andrea was there in my ear saying, but you know what it felt like. You didn't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm still here. And I realized that she'd given me a gift, which was the best, worst gift you could ever give someone. Yeah. But it meant I would stay alive. All of that being said, two weeks ago, after an encounter with someone earlier this year who had an accident and told me after her and I spoke that she was going to go back to her accident site and put herself to rest because she would never be that person again. She had some serious injuries and lost her hearing and... uh, This is a a very active human being who's climbed all the mountains, literally, (laughs) and, you know, was a a serious biker, uh, you know, mountain bikes and and all of that. And this really took a toll on her because she couldn't do any of that anymore. Yeah. And it took an awful lot away. And she was coming to terms with this new person. Mm. And when we talked, I said, you know, I need to do that. I have never really thought of who I was when I was 20 years old. I didn't put her to bed. I've been dragging her around with me (laughs) for more than 40 years, more than 50 years since then. Hmm. And with that said, she decided she was going to come with me. And she drove and we went to the site. And I realized that After Andrea died, I spent those first three and a half years haunting that cemetery, looking for answers. I wanted to know why. What what could we have done? What should we have done? All the things that go through our minds when we're one left behind. And standing on that roadway beside her grave Mm -hmm. with this other person, she was she was there with us. Andrew was there and was, I think, relieved that I finally put down all that baggage. Hmm. Reminds me of when you get a cast off after a long time. And I know yeah. a lot about that. 
that limb will lift by itself because it almost floats because it feels so light. Huh. I felt all of me lifted when we left. Mm. And that brings us to where we are today. Mm. I can honestly say mm. suicide is not the answer. It is a very permanent answer to what will amount to a temporary question. Mm -hmm. And we have to talk about it more. What you said, people, yes, people don't. I was one of these people who didn't like to talk about anything depressing. Never mind making a will, never mind doing it. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Can't live like that. That is really not a good way forward. We need to normalize the conversation. And to that end, my mission is to end the silence, the stigma, and the shame surrounding suicide, ideation, and by extension, mental health. Mm. It's time. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Thank you. beautiful. I can't even imagine um, all that you've been through and you're still standing and you're here for a purpose and I'm, I'm grateful. And, and I mean, not everyone can share a story like that. So I just want to acknowledge that first. Well, I'm glad not everybody can share. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Cause I know um, I shared with you on your podcast, part of my journey was yes. going for me. I, I, I chose to use plant medicine and cause I was so afraid that my mind was blocking all of that grief. I had a brick wall around my heart, but every single person, including people like Prince and Chris Carnell and these Robin Williams, these famous people who also killed Absolutely. themselves. They came to me and said, you are here. Cause I didn't, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say that I had full on ideation, but I have wanted to die and thought about it countless times, especially when I lost all these people, my brother, my mom, my dad, yeah. and, and I just trying to function and pay bills and live life and put on a happy face and be a, be a coach and all of these things. It was just like, pardon my French, but screw it. it it's uh, a, yeah. why, why am I here? And, and you go through this almost ego death. I know it's an overused term, but it was actually very humbling to be told by them in the plant medicine that you're here to heal the things that we couldn't that enabled or helped cause or I don't even know how to say it because it sounds it's, it's such a sensitive subject but helped enable their decision we'll just say that yeah. to not be here um and i have lots of thoughts but I, I i'd love for you to to actually explain why did you choose suicide zen forgiveness as the title well it actually the original title when when i dove in into January of 21 to doing a weekly podcast. And what I do is, is share the stories of my guests because there are so many stories out there. That's what's really terrifying about this. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, as I said, I had an accident in 1976. I was standing between two cars with a police officer. When the lights hit the curve, this police officer, who was six feet tall, he saw the lights hit the curb, and he saved himself. He dove into the snowbank. I was still on the road, and therefore I got 
crunched. Uh, my car took a piece of my leg and nothing I can do about that. But up until 2016, I was angry and confused and didn't understand why he saved himself. He didn't pull me or push me or, or do something to help me. And that rankled. And I had been at a, I guess, a, a woo-woo day called, mm-hmm. called Refresh Your Passion. And at the lunch hour, they were just getting ready to break for lunch. And the host was talking. And while she spoke, all of a sudden in my head, I'd gone back about oh, five or seven years to when my granddaughter was 12. And we were in Kingston, Ontario, going to a zombie fest. And at this zombie fest, I was there with a friend, my granddaughter, her friend, my daughter. And my daughter, my granddaughter's friend didn't go into the maze, but my friend and I did with Marilyn. And as we rounded one of the corners in the maze, ahead of us was this big butcher block that was dripping, I assume, with entrails and blood. And behind it was this giant butcher, who was obviously a zombie, you know, blood and what have you, with a cleaver that he was, you know, menacingly moving in the air. And as we got close, he stepped out from behind the butcher block. And I'm reliving this as I'm sitting in my seat. Oh, wow. This is the biggest shame of my life. I took my granddaughter and put her in front of me like a shield. And as I sat there reliving this, okay, all the shame, all the everything, and my granddaughter yelling, Grandma, what are you doing? And I'm saying, I don't know, I don't know. All the work that I've done spiritually over the years, as I sat there, I realized, oh my God, That poor man, he didn't consciously save himself. His limbic brain took over because it is there for our survival. Yeah, fight or flight. Yeah, Exactly. And it just put him there. He never came to the hospital in all the months or years I was in and out. The young man who hit my car was there all the time. Oh. And... That was always a sort of stuck in my craw. But in 2016, I came to understand that he was probably ashamed, just like I was ashamed for putting my granddaughter in front of me. I love her more than life itself. But if my brain, my limbic brain, was in such a state mm-hmm. that it would do that when it was not a real threat. Yeah. And what chance did that man have? And I came out of there not only forgiving him, but learning to forgive me for everything that had led up to that. And I wrote an article called Zombies, or Survival, Zombie, Suicide, Forgiveness, because it all came together there for me. And that was really the start of acknowledging the suicidal piece. Mm. One of my guests on my show, Frank King, 
incredible man. Um, great resume, wonderful speaker, look him up. Uh, he talked about suicidal ideation. He's been on my show. He was on one of my September, like last year or oh, the yeah. year before. <laughs> well, he's the one that explained to me what I had had since I was a kid. Because see, when you, when you have a, a specific type of suicidal ideation, it becomes that pocket option for everything. You know, I did my hair. Oh, it didn't turn out all right. I could do it over or I could just call myself. Okay, you, you get a flat tire or, or something else happened. Like it's just a, an automatic option. It shouldn't be, but it is. Because not all the thoughts that we have are, not, are either true or real or should be acted upon. But nobody really knows that because we don't talk about it. Uh, yeah. And God forbid you should tell somebody because we're all thinking you know, that's dangerous. And back in my day, you're too young for this, but back in my day, there were songs called uh, We're Off to the Funny Farm, Woohoo, Waha, okay? And things that would make you automatically be less likely to tell people. Right. Yeah. And I grew up with that, a lot of shame because my mom tried to kill herself because she was diagnosed. I yeah. say diagnosed with schizophrenia. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, I do yeah. believe a lot of quote unquote mental diagnoses are, are misdiagnosed. And yeah. also they don't know how to support people because no. to your point, there's a lot of shame in showing weakness. There's a lot of shame admitting that you have these thoughts or you might go in a white jacket, uh, whatever you call them, a straight jacket. Yeah. And, and they don't care for people in the quote unquote funny farm in a way yeah. that is, um, I believe a lot of it is actual um, misdiagnosed spiritual gifts. Um, people are hearing, oh, yeah. Yeah. well, guess what? The other reason I'm talking about this now, guess what guys, Age of Aquarius is upon us. I have so many clients that are hearing things, seeing things, they think they're growing crazy. So the suicide rate is going up and, and my spiritual mentors have said, either you start meditating, you start breath work, which is why that's inside of my subscription. Because I, if I didn't have that stuff, guys, I might not be here. I totally, totally agree with you 100%. And just while we're on this, we, we talk about, you know, it's the shame, the shame and, and not talking. Well, worse for men. It was always worse for men. And to that point, I have, uh, I put together a, a little diagram. I can give it to you to put on the page. But in all the, the countries I looked at, and I only took the sort of big countries and, and my home, which is the United Kingdom, United States, Canada, and Russia, every single country, the male suicide rate is higher than the female. And in Russia, the total suicide rate is 25.1 people a day. Okay. The male rate is 43.6 and the female rate is 9.1. 43.6 is incredibly high. The, the U.S., where, where you are, uh, the total suicide rate is 16.1. The male rate is 25, and the female rate is 7.5. So, again, considerably lower. 
The same thing with Canada. It's the suicide total rate. We lose about 12 people a day. The male rate is 17.6 to the female rate, which is 6.1. And the last one I'll say just because it's, it's there and very meaningful to me, the total suicide rate is 7.9, so about eight people a day in the UK. The male rate is 11.6 and the female rate is four. So again, there's that, that huge gap because men were supposed to be stoic and Wrong. Not feelings and yeah. yeah. And the, the last thing I will say on, on all of that was I volunteered from the time I was 12 uh, till I was 16 at Rideau Regional Hospital School, which was a giant mental facility outside of where I live, about an hour. And I used to go up every Sunday and when I was 15, I was sent there to work for the summer mm. and ended up seeing someone I knew who went to school on the bus with me be literally incarcerated there. Yeah. I remember you telling me that story. We just don't yeah. know what's going on in the lives of the people oh, yeah. around us that are hurting. I, I do want to give a quick shout out to my sister from another mister. Thank you so much. Kundalini goddess. I see you. And she's been getting a lot of spiritual downloads about this subject and she's just agreeing. Thank you. Boom. Misdiagnosed spiritual yes. gifts. Um, you know, that's, that's lovely Maria. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to, to really be able to talk about this in a way that, yeah. you know, I came out of what I call the spiritual broom closet this past year. And I got, I got a lot of, a lot of arrows, a lot of judgment, a lot of persecution, mostly from my Christian friends. You know, you talked about earlier that religion dichotomy that you had yeah. with, your, yeah. with your friend. I believe that's another root cause. And I'm not, I'm not calling out any one religion. I just no, no. happening to say what I said, because that's, that's the truth. It's a fact. Yeah. And a lot of people are afraid to shine their light and to be their truth because there's so much power, control, greed, judgments, yeah. and patriarchal systems that say, yeah, men got to be strong. Women are submissive. Um, you, you've got to believe a certain way or you're different. You're weird. You're outcasted. And I know most of my friends actually that did commit suicide. I can't say for all of them, but most of them yeah. had a Catholic upbringing and they were different. They were outcasted. So because of that, I believe that we have to, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up because I feel like no. it's, it's, a, it's a bit of an elephant in the room is if you're not like the, the typical, at least in America, the typical yeah. American, you have to buy a house, do all the successful things, go to church every Sunday, believe all of these things. That Wife, two kids and a dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's such a, it's such a a lie, and it's not for probably ninety percent of the people out there. Absolutely, and I will tell you something else. Okay, two um, authors that I absolutely adore: Stan Phelps and David Rendell. David Rendell wrote a book called Flossom, and him and Stan together wrote a book called Pink Goldfish, and it's about letting your freak flag fly. <laughs> Yes. As far as I'm concerned, okay, why do you want to be exactly like somebody else? Amen. That's boring. Amen. Be you. Be yes. unique. 
Dr. Yeah. Seuss said it best. Who else is more you or who else is youer than you? <laughs> I just don't get the point of beige. Like beige is a non-color. If, if in fact, the God, the universe, the supreme being, the whatever, yep. okay, thought that we were perfect or any one of us would was perfect, there would only be two of us. Hmm. Why make more? They're perfect. Leave them alone. Right. And that's not it. Okay. Because flavor, flavor is what makes eating enjoyable. Flavor is what gives you all these wonderful fashions. Flavor is what makes conversation interesting. Hmm. So for God's sake, stop hiding your flavor. And if anybody's interest, tiger tail is one of my favorite flavors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, you're such a breath of fresh air. I'm I'm so grateful you're here among us, sharing your wisdom. You. Um, before we wrap it up, I want us both. I, I have some thoughts. We we just we just unpacked uh, some other things. We I'll probably have to have you come back on the show again um, because I think uh, we opened up some Pandora's box stuff but why don't you share and then i'll go after you um what are your closing recommendations for people who are listening who have had the suicidal thoughts who've had the suicidal ideation think they're losing their mind think they're worthless they're having shame guilt and fear starting to paralyze them or cause them to drink more alcohol or to turn to drugs or suppress the the voices in the head what what do you want to say to them I can sometimes be incredibly simplistic. So for me, I think it's really important that you just stop. When, when the thoughts are too much, when everything, you know what, stop, go take a nap. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or all night, doesn't matter. Go take a nap because I'll tell you something. Those first 15 seconds when you wake up, Everything's erased. You can start fresh. You can have better thoughts. You can reach out and get someone to help you. Because the worst thing you can do is not talk to someone, anyone. Tell somebody. And the last thing I'll suggest, if ideation is part of your life and suicidal thoughts come and go, then I want you to make a safety plan and I want you to give a copy to at least five people. And that can be anybody. It can be a therapist. It can be a family member. It can be a friend. Mm. It could be the guy at your dentist. Okay? But give them to someone so that people know that there are times that you struggle. So reaching out will be just a little bit easier for you. But trust me. Okay, I will soon be 68 years old, and mm -hmm. I thank Andrea every single day mm -hmm. for giving me the pain that I suffered in order to understand why life is important. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll just piggyback off of that. I know for me, having lost so many people, 
the shame, the fear, the guilt around that. And, oh, you know, my mom being crazy. What if I become that person? A lot of times I was out looking outside myself for the answers and then turned to alcohol. So I can't encourage you enough to go support everything she said. But and it's scary. Carl Jung said it best, you know, the, no roots of the no tree that has lifted up to heaven has gotten that way without going into the roots of hell. And so facing your your shadow and and doing it in a loving, kind way and, and purging it through whether it's journaling, whether it's through yeah. breath, breath work, whether it's through exercise, uh, having tools that you can build a muscle to use daily if it wasn't for my meditation practice i don't know that i'd be here absolutely full transparency guys so really really go inward and and find ways to hold yourself because i couldn't heal what i didn't feel i i was so numb so i had to start feeling it yeah. i couldn't heal what i couldn't name i didn't know it was shame and guilt and fear for the longest time and so until i could name those emotions those those shadows right then it was like how do i love and accept them and it, it always came into a daily ritual or practice so whatever that looks like for you i would highly encourage the daily practice so that you can build that muscle to to be able to see those thoughts and be like oh i see you i love you you're not real just like you said like the boogeyman in the closet right when you were a kid <laughs> I want, sorry, I want to throw in one last thing because it's Please. really important. Please. I say I'm a slow learner because it took me well over 40 years to get to a place where I would even look at this. So it's never too late. Never. Hmm. Thank you. I think that's like, I hate those sayings, but when you said that, the first thing that came up, um, you can't teach an old dog new tricks or something like that. And it's just like, yes, you oh. can. Yes, you can. <laughs> You're right. It's never too late. I had a lot of shame around my journey with alcohol and being a bad mom and having mm -hmm. my kids see me. And I, I, I had to learn that I was hurting and I did all of this because I lost so many friends and I didn't know how to process this. Yeah. Well, because they don't teach us. They don't. They don't. You can't so. fix what you're not allowed to talk about. Right. Yeah. So we want you guys to know that we see you. Um, we want you to find help and it's never too late. I think that's a great way to end. And, and Maria, thank you. She's, she's Maria, still with us. <laughs> yeah. Cause um, you know, you shared those stats and I, I have heard from many oracles, I call them spiritual mentors that if, if you don't do the um, the dog's agreeing with us. The dog is chiming in, just saying, yes, listen to these ladies. Um, if you don't do the self-care now, uh, you know, I just don't want to, I just don't want to lose any more people. So really take care of yourself. Um, where can people find you, Elaine? I'd, I'd love for them to follow your podcast and whatever you'd like to share. Yes, please. The podcast is on all the channels, Suicide Zen Forgiveness. If you want to go direct to the site, it's S. ZF, or for the Americans, SZF42.com. Okay, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. So make sure I have that, Elaine. Um, I will, I will. Or you can go to my site, which is ElaineLindsay.com. I'm pretty yeah. easy to find. Awesome. I'm going to make note of that. Thank you, ElaineLindsay.com.
gmail.com. And that's Lindsay with an A-Y, guys. A-Y, so yes. If you're, listening, if you're listening on the audio here later in iTunes, we just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please share this with someone you care about that you know is struggling with this, or even if you don't know, um, just the, the likelihood that you know people that are struggling with this is 100%. They're just not telling you because it's it's yeah. too scary. It's too much. It just, it's, it's, a, it's a very very scary place to be. And we just want to normalize it. So thank you, Elaine, for your wisdom, for your, your life, for your um, compassion and your forgiveness message today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to say to your audience, make the most of your today every day. Thank you. Thank you. So again, closing off here for another amazing episode, Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Um, my hope is to have at least another one, maybe even two um, suicide awareness focused guests this month. So please stay tuned. Um, jump in the Facebook community. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. And until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. Bye bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, download, leave a five-star rating or review. And also please refer this to a friend you know who may benefit from this inspirational message. We hope to see you again. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or join my Facebook community. And if you are looking to manifest your best health, your best wealth by trusting your best wisdom within, please go to my website, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Again, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Dot com to quiet your mind, get into your heart, heal your body, and manifest your best health and your best wealth. <laughs>